right. Hello, everybody. This is Vanessa. Welcome to the Multipod. I am here with Ted. Say hello, Ted. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, it's so wonderful to be here with you and also to be here with our guest. I'm just going to jump in and introduce her. Her name <laughs> is Lacey, and she is a member of the Puttyverse, <laughs> and she is waving. And um, welcome to the show. It's really great to have you here. Mm. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited too. You are also a fellow podcaster, fellow multi-potentialite. I was just reading over your um, profile on the Puttyverse and you have like this list of so many things that you're interested in, such as art, music, design, writing, photography, video editing and production, improv and comedy, programming. You know what? I'm just going to read the whole thing. Language, (laughs) puzzles, video games, board games, community and connecting with people, learning, sexuality, so, so many things. (laughs) Yep. There's so much to learn about and so much to do. (laughs) Yeah, that's why we're all here, I think. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, so thanks so much for for being here, both of you. I'm not sure where we want to start. Um, I guess, Lacey, you could tell us a little bit about your multi-potentialite journey, if you want to sum it up quickly and how you got to the Puttyverse. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about that beforehand so I could try to encapsulate a little bit better. Um, My journey, I would say, officially started around 2013 because that was the year um, where I started a podcast and a blog. And the the blog was just literally just me learning about random things and writing posts about them. So it was me sharing all the cool stuff I was learning as I was learning it. And the podcast actually started because I was... Um, in a, I'm still in, like, I work, my day job is in, like, bookkeeping accounting, uh, and I've always, like, found that not, like, not the thing I want to do forever, but it's, it's good enough. It's the good enough job, I think, is what it's called in our, in our world. Um, (laughs) and I remember just thinking, like, okay, I want to find something that I can enjoy and that I can do uh, for a while and not get bored with it, because that's always the challenge. And so I started to interview people specifically about their jobs, what they do, to try to figure out if maybe I wanted to do that too. And the ironic thing about it was that I discovered, oh, interviewing people is really actually kind of fun. And I get to learn and I get to share it. And I like that too. So um, it was kind of a happy accident in that I didn't actually find another job in a sense that I was going to do, but I did find something that I did really enjoy. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I love about this podcast, too, is learning from others and just hearing from people all around the world about their experiences. It's very cool. Yeah. So when did you start that podcast? Is it the same one you're still doing these days? No, no. Um, I've actually done, I guess, technically like three and a half podcasts over the last eight or nine years. Um, three and a half. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> I had one that was, uh, it was uh, the one the sort of, I guess, the precursor to Hat Collecting, which is my current podcast, mm-hmm. um, it was a another, it wasn't officially a podcast, but it kind of was. It was a very similar format. I was interviewing people. Um, and so that one existed only on YouTube, but I do think of it as a bit of a podcast, but there's only 10 episodes of it. Um, I'm a little bit um, hesitant to say the names of them because um, I'm transgender and I'm sort of a little bit iffy about because that was before, and I'm just mm-hmm. a little bit unsure how much I want people to go digging and find out that part of my past. So, um, totally, yeah, totally understand. But the point is, you've been doing this kind of thing for a while. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, it's definitely cool. something that I like. That's actually why I came back to it because I had done I had done my original one. I had started one for a friend. I said like, "Hey, you're really funny. You should have a podcast." He's like, "I don't know how to do that." I'm like, "I'll produce it for you." And so I did that for okay. about a year and a half. At the same time, I was doing mine, but we ended up kind of not being totally aligned in some ways. And so eventually, I chose to walk away from doing his podcast for him. Um, mm. And then I kind of so I had like breaks between the first one, the second one, and the, and now the the current one. But I always like found that I wanted to come back to doing this because I just enjoy it too much. So that's why I'm here yeah. again. <laughs> well, tell us a bit about hat collecting. Then that's the yeah. current one, and what's the um, theme and the objective of the current show? Yeah. So the tagline for hat collecting is uh, no one does just one thing and everyone has a story, which is a very kind of multi-potentialite sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just sort of that same idea where I am fascinated by meeting people who have these like different interests and hobbies and jobs that seem like they make no, they're unrelated. They make no sense together. Like last night I was actually just interviewing somebody who um, went to school or was going to go to school for astronomy and astrophysics and also was co-founder of a feminist porn magazine, (laughs) um, which are two Hmm. things that I would not put together, but they did kind of. So um, I started the show because it was like, this is something I wanted to see and it didn't exist. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to create it because I want to interview people and find these cool intersections and see what I can learn. And I chose to make it a video podcast because it wasn't meant to be just interviews. Um, COVID, unfortunately, has been the main reason why it has been just interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always envisioned it being like kind of a TV channel on YouTube. So there was going to be interviews. There was going to be um, things where I would go like on location to venues or to places and I would do something oh, cool. like I would do an activity or a task and I would kind of have like a how do I think this is going to go? How does it actually go? And then afterwards... What do I think of it? Would I do it again kind of thing? And I was really curious to, uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that this year. I wanted to go with other people who had never done a thing before and sort of see what they're like. So it wouldn't just be me. I wanted to take other people out and try new things. And like, how was it? What did you think of it? Would you do it again? And again, just take everyone through this experience to learn and to find new things that might interest them. And we can all kind of benefit from that. That sounds so fun. I hope you get to do it. Yeah. I do too. I have a friend that wants to help me, but obviously we just have to wait for things to kind of be safer again. Um, But I also have like other ideas for expanding the show and it's just, it's very, very ambitious and I'm doing it all myself. So it's unfortunately quite limited in that respect, but um, I'm excited about whatever I get to do with it. Very cool. I think that sounds like such a cool idea. I was just like, as you were talking, there were things coming to mind that I was like, I want to try random things. Like, I don't know. <laughs> One thing that came to mind is those um, those rooms where you go and you like smash things. <laughs> Rage rooms, yeah. <laughs> like, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I don't know, maybe take somebody who's never been on a roller coaster to go on a roller coaster or something like that. I don't know how you would film that. but That, you know. that is the other challenge of it. Like, yeah. endless possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sounds fun how and, and where do you find the guests to come on your show? So when I first started, I did kind of what I think a lot of people do when they're starting something like that is I started with friends and people that I already knew. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I had a friend who I knew was a dog trainer, a makeup artist and a mushroom hunter. 
And those are three very unrelated things. <laughs> awesome. But I'm like, I have to talk to this person and share, help them share their story. And so that was my episode number 11. And it came out right around Halloween. So I felt like that was really uh, fitting. And just, yeah, people that I knew. And then more recently, I had the bright idea to start asking my guests once they'd been on, like, hey, can you recommend anybody, like anyone that comes to mind for you that you either would like to see on the show or you think would make a good guest? And I've gotten a few suggestions, and I'm interested to see where those are going to go. That's fun. I feel like you almost have an unlimited supply of guests in a way, because you're right. I think that these days, there are not many people who just do one thing with their lives. Mm-hmm. So we all have, I think a lot of people have really varied interests. So it's fun to see how they might intersect or not mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> see how people might keep them separate in their lives if they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the putty verse is a gold mine here. You've, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Got I want to be on your show. I'm years. sure I could come up with a few things that have nothing to do with each other that I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the, the great thing about the show, and, and I was mentioning this off air, that the show is uh, very structured in part because I have ADHD. And so it's very easy for me to go on all these tangents. And I, as much as I enjoy listening to a 90-minute podcast of tangents, I know a lot of people don't. And yeah. so... For the sake of it being palatable for more people, um, I have chosen to make it more structured. Although my roommate mm-hmm. was just making a suggestion to me the other day to try to let it be a little bit more conversational and, and sometimes follow those threads. And so last night's episode was mm-hmm. a lot more like that. And it was actually a fun little experiment that went pretty well. So I might try and loosen up a little bit with it and we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually just discovered I have ADHD as well. Um, I think it's been going on a very long time, but I was only just like diagnosed. And so that's been now that I'm aware that that is going on. It's very interesting to see the different things in my life and how to structure them better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I um, totally understand the desire to try to rein it in a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's something I, I've had to learn uh, over the years, and it's definitely been beneficial. And I think it's actually kind of been good because, um, like, so there's, there's a list of questions that I theoretically ask the same list of questions, the same order to every guest. Uh, but sometimes I'll try a new question or I'll drop one or I'll change one slightly. And so mm-hmm. I like having the structure there is good for me, but also it, there's still that opportunity to, if I think of something on the spot that I think makes sense or is a really interesting, like new thing to look at, then I can still ask it. So um, the format mm-hmm. works well. It's still flexible, but it also keeps me on track. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's cool. That's cool that you figured that out. Everybody should just go check out your podcast yeah. and then they can yeah. they can see themselves. Um, so do you find that you that you're really like truly genuinely learning about things from people? Yeah. Um, so when I was a little bit younger, like it's funny because I somebody was asking me the other day if like I want to or if I would write like a memoir. And I was like, that would be cool. But I, I don't know who would want to read it. <laughs> and funny enough, yeah. I think like who's going to care about my story. Um, but it's funny because for a number of years, I had a, a therapist say to me once that the way that I used to like absorb information and facts and experiences is like it's like you're like a sponge and so we kind of came up with this thing like your life is you know you live the spongy way and so for a long time that <laughs> was going to be like the name of my memoir um but more recently it's changed because i've realized lately i'm not absorbing as much in the same way i'm sort of mm-hmm. i think reflecting more back now uh, which i think is a natural progression but um 
yeah, it's it's just I just love learning, and and now I found a way to a different way to channel that and to put it back out there for other people. That's very cool. Yeah, that makes me think. I know you've expressed some interest in uh, the entrepreneur existence and life and so on, and coming back into the puttyverse. We've got our entrepreneurs group and stuff like that. So, do you see this? project is part of a kind of long-term plan to you know transition or build some kind of business and opportunities like out of it or do you want to really like keep it just a hobby Uh, I've been thinking a lot about that because I definitely would like to eventually be fully freelance and be able to support myself from what I do Um, I tried it once before the last time I was in the puttyverse was a year that I did go fully freelance but that was a I crashed and burned pretty hard because I was not really, I didn't really know what I was getting myself. I thought I did, but I was wrong. Mm. Um, Mm. And so thankfully I was able to, you know, dig myself out of that hole. (laughs) Um, But I've learned so much more. And as I said, I think I said this off air, uh, last year, 2021, I joined a group called Make Lemonade, which is a group currently of all uh, women entrepreneurs. And, that's been really valuable and like because when I first joined the group I had major like imposter syndrome like all these people like they actually run businesses like they literally run businesses (laughs) and I have this this YouTube channel that I want to be a business and but through having the meetings and talking with them I did it helped me realize that I do still have something to bring to the table and everybody does and that's another reason why I think hat collecting is really special because Anybody can bring something to the show, whether they have what seems like a boring job or whether they're like, you know, a famous public speaker. And so finding those mm-hmm. those bits is yeah. uh, kind of the, I guess, the challenge or the what I try to do with, with the show in part. I, I'm sorry, my, my ADHD is making me think that I'm tangenting and not actually fully <laughs> answering the question. So please let me know if I do that. Well, it's all related, really. But uh, we're curious yeah, about... Really a lot of us take inspiration from each mm-hmm. other and our entrepreneurial journeys, and you know, and some people are in different places than others. But um, do you have do do you envision that you may kind of make the transition again, like soon, or kind of a side hustle thing, or do you see some steps unfolding? Um, so right now, yeah, see, that's sort of thing. I, I went on a tangent. I remember what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> so because I have a book that I've published, it's a short fiction novella, and I've got music and I've got merchandise of designs that I've done, and so those are all currently very small, different revenue streams that, and like I have a Patreon and things. But um, so I'm I'm kind of currently trying to grow and and build my profile and sort of really starting to question like, okay, how feasible is a YouTube channel as like a thing that I can sustain myself off of? Because I've heard from other YouTubers that it can take, you know, 10 years to kind of build to the level that you can make enough money to live off of. Um, And I'm not that patient. (laughs) So um, I am a long time. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm reassessing and not to say that I'm going to stop, but I'm, I'm kind of always like looking at what I'm doing and like, okay, what else could I do or what could I do differently? Or for instance, some of the things that I have done, I've realized, okay, as much as I enjoy this, it doesn't make sense right now for the time and energy investment that it just, it's not going to make me any money, like writing music, for example, um, which I still enjoy, but I don't really do anymore. Um, 
So I'm trying to focus a little bit more on what things that I do or can do that can make me a little bit more money. So I'm thinking more about like public speaking because I want to do more of that anyways. And, you know, getting like sponsorships or I'm just I'm exploring different ideas and I'm I'm talking to some other people to get like, you know, actually, I'm starting a newsletter as well. So that's another way to hopefully. Yeah. So, but you said something about accounting at one point. Is that still like a day job that you have or? Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. Uh, okay. that's, I've been doing that for, I don't even want to say how long it's been. It's been over a decade. <laughs> well, you know, I've been kind of on my own journey, not to take away from your story, mm-hmm. but it just reminds me that it's similar to me in some ways because I'm trying to figure out, you know, do I want like a full-time job? I would love to have benefits and a pension. Mm-hmm. Um, and then figuring out if I'm willing to, deal with the type of situation that that is um and also because i also have tried to be an entrepreneur and you know it's it's hard and with my adhd i find it extremely difficult sometimes and with other things in my life going on or whatever i'm just i get tired and then i just lose my motivation and it's just hard um so i was just curious like are you one of those people who kind of has that good enough job i think you said earlier Mm -hmm. um just like pays the bills gets me a paycheck and then i do other things that i like to do outside of that and yeah. That yeah, my day job has certainly helped to afford me more freedom and flexibility to to try these different things. Like I I realized mm-hmm. I didn't sort of fully finish the story of my journey from before. I started at the beginning and then I skipped about, you know, 7 years. Um oh. <laughs> But yeah, so I had the the podcast and the blog and then I got into like writing ebooks and then I did like um what else? I guess like more music and then I did like a, a modeling project and like you know when I when I began my like um gender transition um that mm-hmm. sort of I kind of retired from being doing anything public for about a year and a half and so mm, I had fair. to literally like reinvent myself and kind of start from scratch because I didn't feel comfortable yeah. just you know resuming like I totally different name um so that kind of sucked, but it also was good because it meant that I could really build how I wanted to be known. And that was, I was yeah, appreciative of that. So, um, yeah, just over the years, like I kept trying a thing and being like, okay, maybe this will be the thing. Maybe this will be the thing. And it was really special when I started hat collecting because it felt distinctly different. And the mm. feedback I was getting, even from the very, very beginning, was very positive and very like, you've got something here. And it you know it took me eight years of trial and error because I'm kind of a stubborn, impatient person, which I'm getting better with. But that's kind of <laughs> why it took me so much longer. I feel like than it maybe had to to kind of get to where I am. And I know I'm still not there, but I'm a lot closer. And like I do feel like I've learned lessons that if I did go fully freelance again. Um, it's actually kind of ironic because money management is one of my weaknesses as well, despite my job. You know, I don't manage my, like, I'm not as good at managing my own money, I should say. <laughs> no, I, I'm i laughing because I'm like, I totally yeah, get it. It's just like whenever I think, <laughs> oh, like I need, you know, banners to spruce up my, my set here. And like, I just, whenever it's like a business expense that makes my product, you know, quote unquote product better, I don't want to even like think about it. I just want to mm. like do it. But I've realized that that's mm. you can't really run a business that way. So, um, yeah, that's that's why I'm going to have to get that under control before I can really think about quitting my day job for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally mm. understandable. Yeah, man, budgeting mm. is hard. I do it for me and my husband, and we have separate accounts, and it's just like really, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a pain. 
I'm curious. Do you, do you actually collect hats? Like, is that oh, that's a great the, question. So, like the actual thing or uh, a metaphorical thing? In terms of the show title, it's more metaphorical. <laughs> but um, so because of the show, I actually do own probably like 50 different hats. Um, because so wow. so here's the story behind that. Um, when I started, um, I didn't want it to be a gimmick. So I'm like, hey, we're not going to wear hats through the whole thing because that's going to be gimmicky. And I, I want people to take this seriously, yeah. especially if I'm going to have somebody on. Not everyone's going to want to wear a hat. So... Um, so I had this thing where, okay, we'll get to the end of the show and like right before we like say goodbye and sign off, we'll put on hats and we'll wave goodbye. And that would be, you know, that wouldn't be too gimmicky. That would be a nice little way to, to sign off. And so I did own some hats already, but then I was like, okay, well, I also like to kind of dress up and kind of do modeling stuff here and there. Um, pretty much all DIY to this point, but I'd love to do it professionally at some point as well. Um, Add that to the yeah, list of all that's the things. one I didn't think of when I was filling in my profile. <laughs> um, it's so hard to remember them all. Um, but yeah, so I started going to thrift stores and just whatever, if I'd find a hat for, you know, two, three, five bucks, I was like, oh, this is a fun hat or this is a cute hat. And I just kind of collected them over, you know, a year and a half, two years and um, there's still a few that I haven't actually worn on the show yet. <laughs> right. Like, is it a different hat on every episode? I try to. I think I've repeated a couple of times, but huh. uh, yeah, I try to, I try to, at least for myself, have it different as much as possible. Mm. Well, those ones that you haven't done yet, they're going to have to make a debut at some point. They are. <laughs> yeah. And I do try to like have them be somewhat themed. Um, so like, for example, okay. when I had the founder of Make Lemonade on my show, which is the most recent episode that's mm. come out, um, because, you know, lemonade is kind of food related uh, i have a hat that's related to food and so i wore that one for that episode <laughs> nice i love a good yeah. theme <laughs> we Lacey, you and i were chatting a bit on the Puttyverse just in text and we were kind of talking about how doing a podcast on youtube is you know there's mm. i guess pros and cons and there's you know things that I don't know. I guess pros and cons is the best way to put it. Because um, we were talking about how, like, you know, I like to play podcasts in my earbuds when I'm cooking or cleaning or something like that. And I like that because then I don't have to actually watch a video. Um, and I, with, with my ADHD, I find that I multitask in some ways a lot. It's hard for me to be completely silent. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm wondering if we want to chat a little bit about that because I just thought it was interesting. You were saying, you know, you were talking in the chat with me about how you came to the decision to do YouTube instead of just audio and, and stuff like that. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So the main reason for that, as I said, obviously I've done some podcasts in the past and mm -hmm. when you try to recommend a podcast to someone, there's not an easy way to kind of introduce them to it unless you go out of your way to like, you know, go to a specific spot in an episode and play that for them. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> you can put clips on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, any of them really now, they all do video. Um, and you can, so you can pick a portion or, you know, the podcasts that are better promotion, I guess, can pick clips from their episodes and put them out there. And then that's an easier way to get someone introduced. And again, because I envisioned this project becoming more like a TV show than strictly a podcast, mm -hmm. um, 
I have the option, like, actually, at one point, somebody told me, like, if this is not meant to be an audio podcast, then don't have an audio podcast for it. Just do video. But I was like, that really is going to hurt it in the long run, I think. Like, it's a little bit more work, but it's going to limit, because I've actually had friends tell me that, like, if it wasn't available on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, I wouldn't be able to listen to it because I can't just sit and watch a video for an hour, Um, which is totally understandable. Yeah, I, you know, between so I have to kind of monitor the stats between YouTube and uh, Libsyn, where I have the podcast hosted, and kind of like add them together to get an idea of what the viewership is like. Right. But um, yeah, it was just I wanted to do something visual because I am like a creative visual person, and I wanted to eventually have it be more like a TV show. And so I've been even thinking about that of like. Once I start doing these other video- visual components that I want to do, like it's not going to be very easy. Like I, I think only the interviews are probably going to be on the podcast feed, or for the most part, because anything else is going to be much more like visual and like I'd have to describe everything yeah. that's happening for you to understand as you're listening. So yeah, it's kind of like when NPR or CBC does like an in the field, whatever thing. And they're just doing audio for radio and they have to kind of say, well, describe this to me or yeah. Like, yeah. And I try to remember to do that on the show as it is. Um, And that's the thing too, because I realize that right now there's not a tremendous need for people to watch the show versus listening to it, unless they're watching the bonus episodes, because those are kind of where a little bit more stuff happens. Um, and I should clarify that I, I, from the very beginning, I was like, "Hey, I need to make like bonus content, so Patreon makes sense with this." Mm-hmm. So from the very first episode, I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to record the main show, and then I'm going to have a bonus episode. There's just going to be a few extra questions, and that'll justify me having a Patreon." Mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> and so I'm still experimenting with what I'm doing with the bonus episodes because that's kind of like that's a little bit more for me at this point because um, I don't have I have a couple of patrons and they're friends of mine, um, but. Yeah, I guess just I I always knew that I wanted it to be more and not just interviews, not just a podcast. So and I and I actually do like, you know, with the video editing, as much as it's a little bit of extra work, I've been enjoying making these clips and I eventually am going to edit a new trailer for the show, which is gonna have, you know, like the best of the best from, you know, which is thirty three okay. episodes out as of this nice. recording. Yeah. Um and that was actually another milestone for me because my last video project was only 10 episodes. And I'm like, I can do better than that. So <laughs> um, when I when I hit episode 11, I was like, mm. I, threw, I had a little party yeah. for myself. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. I should point out that uh, this is, if we publish this, which I think we will, this would be our first video experience here on the Multipod. Yeah. <laughs> now, most of you listening are probably listening in audio because that's where we kind of put the emphasis. But we're recording the video. And some of you, I'm looking at the camera right now, you might be watching us <laughs> on video. So <laughs> I just if, made a Muppet face for those <laughs> who are listening. <laughs> if you're listening and you want to see what we look like, I guess, and I mean, especially Vanessa and I, you know, we're on most of the episodes, just, you know, what we look like and in our home studio, then pop over to the forum and you'll see the link. But I mean, it's such a different experience because like, we usually turn the camera on just to have a natural, more natural conversation, but we're not recording it. This is the first time we've actually recorded it. And whether or not it's exciting is the jury's out on that. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, you can't, or I find I'm more conscious of what am I doing? Where am I looking? Where are my hands right now? Yeah, me too. I don't want to like look like I'm like spacing out, which I'm not, but I just don't want to look like I am. Like Lacey, like, was it a natural for you to 
just get on camera or did it take some getting used to? Yeah. Yeah, good question. Uh, so, I mean, doing what I do right now compared to the way I did the last video project, um, what I used to do because I didn't have a dedicated space to record in, so I literally had to, like, book rooms in different, like, buildings or venues and like sometimes it was like a public library sometimes mm-hmm. it was at this um uh, this place downtown that that has that kind of thing and so i would literally have to like bring like a backpack with like video gear and audio oh gear gosh. and like a stand and all that stuff on transit and lug it there and set it all up and then i was you know also still hosting and producing at the same time which was a lot. (laughs) Thankfully, those episodes, I think, were only about 20 minutes long. Um, But now, thanks to COVID, everything is like through, like, I don't use Zoom, but things are, you know, everyone's, a lot of people are used to Zoom at this point. And so now I just, you know, we connect over a video platform and it records the audio and video. And then I don't have to think as much about that. I I still, like you said, I pay attention to how do I look and where are my hands and like, you know, do I have uh, something in my teeth or things like that? Because <laughs> um, I know people will be able to see that, but um, it's not as bad as when I had to like actually lug all the gear with me and set it up and then tear it back down yeah. and, you know, download it all to the computer and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Can I ask, where are you located again? Uh, Toronto. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. like you're trekking into the city and like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I cared enough about doing it that it was worth it to me. But that was yeah. actually also why there ended up only being 10 episodes, because yeah. doing those 10 episodes really kind of burnt me out. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to take a short break and then I'm going to do it again. And I just never ended up going back to it. It's really hard when you have to go somewhere and like use a studio. Um, I've had because I do podcast production for clients and I've had clients who didn't have good microphones at home. And it was this discussion we were having of like, they were like, you know, what, I can't go go to the library all the time anymore. Also, it was really busy. It was hard to get a spot, whatever. So I was mm-hmm. like working with them to figure out home studio type of stuff because, yeah, it was just so, so much work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that's uh, like, because I, so another part of the whole multi-potentialite journey, um, long before Emily had done her TED talk, uh, I had found this community and I don't actually remember how I originally found it anymore. Again, eight, seven years ago, my memory mm-hmm. is pretty foggy, but um, I see now my, my ADHD just stole <laughs> a point from me <laughs> as I was trying to like explain it. Um well, I was going to ask you, like, what did bring you back to the Pottyverse? And this is quite recent, just right. the beginning of this year, 2022, oh, yeah. right, right? When you came back. But um, yeah. I, I, some people come and go, you know, they're busy and they don't want to pay for something they're not going to use or whatever. But, like, you had quite a gap, quite a few years and everything. What brought you back into the community? And Yeah, so like I was saying before, um, I joined uh, Make Lemonade last year, and I found how much that it was just the right thing at the right time. And... I understood how it could really benefit me. And so I started to be able to like be active and present and, and interacting in the group in the best ways for myself and my needs and my desires. And I already knew that I was a multi-potentialite and I've come a long way since the last time. And so I was like, okay, I feel like now I could really get a lot more out of it because 
I think that's probably why I didn't stick around the first time because I like I failed as a as an entrepreneur, quote unquote. Um, and so I was like, hey, I need to kind of you know my tail is between my legs. And I had to go mm-hmm. lick my wounds and kind of regroup. And so it it just didn't really make as much sense at the time. Um, but it kind of I remembered I've remembered it all these years and was like, I wonder how that's doing. And and now it just kind of made sense. Like, why don't I check that out again? Because I definitely feel like I would do a lot better there with where I'm kind of at with things now. And, you know, it's only been, what, two, three weeks, I guess. And, and I'm really starting to kind of find that groove. Are there particular things that you really like to do on the verse, like such as um, certain events or whatever? Or are you just kind of hanging out and chatting with people? I think right now my biggest interest is in the huddles because mm. um, here in in uh Canada and Ontario particularly. I know Quebec has um, has a curfew right now, or at least I think you still have that. Yeah, they just ended it, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we didn't go that extreme, but um, it's it's been really difficult to, like, you can talk to people online, um, but it's, like, that's kind of the thing, I guess. I My friends, actually, this is another reason I joined Make Lemonade, because I don't really have many people in my life who understand that that like drive and that just that fire that you like, okay, I know I want to do something and I'm not getting this need or this desire or this dream fulfilled or this itch scratched through what I'm doing. I need to find something that's going to make me feel a little bit more whole. Um, and so I joined that group and that was one of the things that was so great about it. It's like, Hey, these people get it. And like, we all have the imposter syndrome. We all have the, the like this is what we want to like put out into the world and how we want to you know make the world a little bit better place and you know also the struggles that come with that that like you're sacrificing mm-hmm. social life or you're sacrificing family or you're sacrificing whatever um but it's worth it to you and so coming into the putty verse and knowing what I want and what I need so I see you know the entrepreneur huddle or the sexuality huddle I'm like hey these are things that I'm really interested in and I'm going to check them out and see if they can bring me a similar, you know, scratch that itch and and bring some relief in that way and get me through help get me through the winter until I can actually go back out into the world like I want to again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, which is also very cold and I was thinking to myself, I don't know how I'm supposed to go through another winter of not seeing people, so I've made it uh, I've made it myself a bit of a bubble of people that I see okay. because I just was like, no, I can't just stay in the house yeah. all the time. So I totally get that. Um, but also virtual communities help with that too. Yeah. 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 I, I was uh, like, at first I wasn't quite sure, but as I've had more time to figure it all out, it's like, okay, yeah, I think this was a good choice. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad you came back to the verse. Oh yeah. And something I like about it is if you um, do drop off for a little while, nobody's, Everybody's just so welcoming when you come back. Nobody's like, where were you? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I just got a private message, I think either last night or this morning. I think I woke up to it this morning. And so the sort of thing that I wish I got more often, but every time I get it, like just somebody like recognizing what I'm doing and just being like excited and like, that is so cool because I wish I got that from my friends more and like they are supportive, but they just they don't quite get it the way that I wish that yeah. they did. And so to have somebody just send me a message unsolicited yeah. and be like, that is so cool what you do. And I would love to like talk mm. to you more about it. And it's just like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, That's I nice. needed that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that is really nice. 
Well, we can just share where, of course, um, we, uh, people can find you, uh, Lacey. So uh, I know the two principal websites would be artemiscreates.com, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the podcast site is hatcollecting.com. Yep. Anywhere else you want to point people to or Instagram or things like that? Uh, yeah, Instagram, I'm Artemis underscore creates because somebody already had Artemis creates without the underscore. And hmm. it's one of those annoying things where they're, they haven't been active in years and I've tried messaging them and I've tried messaging Instagram and you can't reclaim an account under, except for certain mm. circumstances. So Twitter and Instagram are the only two where it's not just Artemis creates. Otherwise I am on just about every platform. And yeah, I, I kind of mostly post like designs or art or I, I don't I don't really do so much like life updates. I guess I'm doing a little bit more of that lately. I'm trying to get more into the stories game and the reels and TikToks. And so you have to talk about something. So I'm trying to do a bit more of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, hat collecting, I'm really trying to keep as its own independent entity because um, I do want that to be its own kind of entity and then artemis creates is like my brand and it's all the stuff i do so that's kind of everything else cool yeah very cool yeah definitely i'm gonna follow you on all the things yeah (laughs) yeah well it's been really great it's really really nice to get to know you share your story and uh learn about your your journey and and inspire us with the the podcast you know what i really like is that i think i know that your show complements this one perfectly because mm. if anywhere listening i mean you know you're here to get to know multi-potentialites and members of the party verse and and you can you it may seem like you may get the same thing with hat collecting but it'll be you in your perspective in a different voice and and it's great. They really do go together nicely. So I encourage people, of course, if you like this show, then go listen to Hat Collecting too. My show, as as much as it definitely fits in the theme, it's not focusing on the person being like a multi-potentialite, which I guess this show is a little bit more focused on. Yeah. Though it does right. focus more broadly on the guest's life and and just the different, I guess, keystone points of their their journey and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I have a, a sub-series called Fascinators, which... Um, oh my gosh, spirit that, of that is so it, punny. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so that actually, a friend of mine came up with that and I was like, how did I not That's think so of that? Good. That is so perfect. For anyone who doesn't know, a fascinator is a specific type of headwear. Um, it's like a kind of like a fancy frilly headpiece. Yeah. So usually that women wear them. Um, and like, yeah, that's, uh, so it's just, it was a perfect little thing cause it's like a mini episode. And what I do there is I focus on a specific topic or a theme or idea or whatever. And the guest is either an expert or they're just a huge enthusiast. And so I let them kind of nerd out about it and teach me and teach the audience and, um, yeah, they're just a little bit shorter. So, and those ones don't tend to go out on my podcast feed because of here it's it's reasonable to expect somebody to sit through a twenty minute video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool, <laughs> very very cool. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have you on again sometime if you ever want to niche down into a particular subject. We can always have you back. Oh, there's actually so funny enough. Uh, I'll just do this little plug. I was recently on uh, another podcast called The Dork Forest with Jackie Cation. 
I heard the episode and it was okay. good. It was so interesting. I was like, I know so much more about hockey pads than I ever have before because you talked about hockey. Yeah. So when I emailed her, I never expected to hear back. Uh, so I was very pleasantly surprised when I did. But I was like, okay, I'm sure you had people to come on to talk about sports, but you almost certainly have not had somebody to come on to talk about artwork on uh, like sports equipment. Um, it was like, that's that's a special kind of nerdery that I am oh, amongst yeah. the few that like it. So um, I overprepared for that episode big time. I probably could have done two, three hours. And so what I'm planning to do when I get my next chunk of time that I can use for this is I'm going to try and make like a, a YouTube video out of like more of what I wanted to actually cover and say. Uh, and then probably like some shorter clips as well. So if you have any, if you like art and you don't mind learning a little bit more about sports uh, tangentially, I guess, um, that's something that you can check out. Cool. We'll share the link uh, in awesome. our notes here, link to that episode too. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. Cheers. Cheers.